Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Thanks so much for being with us here on the program today. This is another one of those special editions of Tell Me Your Story where we are going to be focusing on a new book that is out by Sacred Stories Publishing, sacredstoriespublishing.com is the website, and the book is entitled Mayhem to Miracles, and we have one of its authors, one of the contributors of stories to this particular compendium that is number three. The book is number three in a series starting with Chaos to Clarity, where we focused on 12 of the uh, inner, 12 of the uh, uh, authors who contributed stories to that com- uh, compendium and then there was uh, then came along crappy to happy and uh, here we are with mayhem to miracles and uh, we are going to be talking this program with Eileen Build and I want to thank you for joining us again. This is not the first time you've been on Tell Me Your Story, but this is the first time for you to uh, talk to us about your story as well as other areas of your life that you are doing to change the world as uh, it pertains to Mayhem to Miracles. Thanks for joining us again. You're welcome. Thank you for having me back. You know, this particular book is very, very interesting because uh, again, it is nothing more than a, a volume three of a series of stories that are here to help to transform people's lives, to get them to realize, get people to realize that in spite of the fact that we are all the same when it comes to our emotions, it's our stories where we experience those same emotions that make us as individuals unique. Would you, uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Most definitely. And you have contributed to, is this, is this the first or have you contributed to all three of the books? I contributed to Chaos to Clarity. I interviewed contributors to the last one. And then this one, I am both in it and I'm interviewing contributors. Yeah. So you and I are, are uh, sort of uh, on the same side here in terms of featuring on our respective podcasts and video casts and so forth, the uh, respective authors thereof. I noticed when uh, I made my choices for the various authors that I would like to, uh, to interview, and it may have been 20 or 25 different authors of which I probably will end up interviewing 12, which is fine. Um, I know that the last two interviews that I have done dealt with stories regarding mothers and children, but, uh, let's talk about your particular story. Uh, yours has to do with triumph through miracles. And I remember when, uh, you and I were on another program with, uh, Kat Canovas, she asked about if we believed in miracles and, of course, I piped right in uh, that, well, uh, just by virtue of the fact that I am here and talking to you, I am a miracle. And I wasn't being boastful. It's because so many different things have transpired. The synchronicities of the universe have unfolded to where there, there I was with you and the three other uh, women talking about this particular book, Mayhem to, to Miracles. So let's talk about that in terms of triumph through miracles and your story. So something that I've learned in in my own journey in life from uh, the first story in Chaos to Clarity and then what happened that allowed me to tell another story that really was a continuation of the first story. Um, Things happen, you know, things happen in our lives that I think are are like um, nudges for us to awaken, to learn something about ourselves, to understand our connection with the universe. This story in, in Mayhem to Miracles, it was a wake-up call for me to realize that we have trauma in our lives in many different forms, but there's little miracles along the way that allow us to overcome those those um, uh, those uh, blocks and those events that occur that can take us down the rabbit hole that can destroy our sense of well being that can um, cause us to to wonder you know 
why did this happen to me? And my story was I got bit while sleeping by a brown recluse, we believe a brown recluse spider, which can be deadly. So as, as in your case, I'm lucky to be alive because it, it could have poisoned me to the point that I, it could have killed me. But because I believe in um, homeopathic and doing things as naturally as possible, I dove into treating myself while I was going through the regular medical process and seeing a, a, um, my uh, general practitioner, which it took three times for him to finally figure out that I had uh, gone into an autoimmune issue. So prior to the spider bite, I had uh, been working out, personal training, I was healthy, I was happy. I mean, everything was going, going beautifully in my life. And then this, this put a, a stop on everything, the brakes on being in that joyful space. And so uh, it's been an uphill battle to try to get my body back into homeostasis and back to where I was before the spider bite. But along the way, I've learned a lot more about myself, my perseverance, um, the strength that I have to be able to overcome the symptoms and overcome what it caused. And even worse than um, just the autoimmune, I, I have, um, I developed like brain compression. And so it, it interfered for a long time with my ability to concentrate and process. And it still happens a little bit these days, but I couldn't be in the sun for the first two years. We had to sell our boat after, after about a year or so when we realized a year after those two years that I, I just couldn't be out on the water and out in the sun. I lost uh, like 15, 20 pounds, got down to like 105 pounds. And it really took a lot of energy on my part and a lot of strength to push through those challenges. And how are you today as we talk? I am about probably 90% healed. I do have a all natural supplement protocol. I do have to take one supplement that is a prescription. But other than that, um, I meditate, I eat healthy, I watch the different miracles of healing that occur. And I know when my body has taken that next step. And a lot of it is the mental focus. A lot of it is staying in a positive mindset and not being angry, not being upset, not being resentful of you know, this happening to me. And unfortunately, there, there's not much anybody else around me, doctors, my husband can do because it's all, you know, if you look at me, I look normal, I look healthy, but the internal struggle of what my body's trying to do to heal, um, it, it's going through a lot of different stages. And um, there's times I could have in, insomnia, there's times that... Um, I have inflammation just on the right side. And so, you know, I don't focus on complaining. I focus on what do I need to continue to do in order to heal and get back to where I was. Hmm. Now, I cannot relate directly to what you have been through, uh, but I can relate directly, I'm sure, to what your husband went through. He didn't sign up to be a caregiver, but isn't that what he became? How did all of this affect him? Good question. Um, it's been difficult because he can't do anything. You know, he knows, and we talk about it from time to time. And so... Uh, when there's days, and it's not so much these days, but in the beginning, and it was just five years ago, mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning, um, he he held space and, and just accepted that I would have to go lay down multiple times in a day if I could, or 
um, that I would have to have an ice pack on my head where the inflammation occurred and created severe migraines and that he knew I would be out of it for possibly up to a week or longer. And that my, my ability to process information was diminished. And he, he practiced a lot of patience with communication with me and um, doing whatever he felt that he could do that could help. At the same time, he nudged and pushed me to, to like get up and move and get up and do things. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have a video production business. And even from the very beginning, when my face was swollen and, and I was in the throes of a flare up, um, I was out videotaping live bands and doing live music videos. I pushed through it and I, I just took that inner strength and said, you know, I'm not going to let this uh, diminish my life and my livelihood. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I can't give in. I can't give in to the spider. I can't mm. give in to the autoimmune issue. Has there been a time, and probably this may have happened early on, when he says, I need a break. I, I got I to gotta step away for a day or so. I, I, I need I'm I'm running out of juice here. You know, it never got to that point because I kept functioning and I kept pushing to to be um, productive. So I never codependent on him to take care of me. I I did what I needed to do, and I and when I felt that I could work out again, we went to work out. And sometimes I would get a little dizzy or I would have to take a nap when we got back. But he um, he never had to really fully be a caretaker because I did not allow myself to get to that point. Hmm. Well, I, I, I would wonder what would your response have been if he had come to you and said, look, I... Uh, I, I need to get away for for a couple of days for myself and so forth and re-energize and, and, and I'll be back to help you out here. And I've got this whole list of people that are going to be here to support you and take care of you and do what, what you need, what you want and so forth. How would you have responded to him in that regard, do you think? Oh, what? I would have. Yeah, I would have supported him 100 percent. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally would understand because it's not easy for a caregiver. It's not easy for someone to um, help someone who looks and seems hopeless or helpless and know that they're struggling and they're in pain and they have um, the inability to take care of themselves. Now, fortunately, um, I could still take care of myself, but there were you know, regular, normal, everyday activities that I could no longer participate in. And so we adapted and pivoted our uh, way of living to support the, the, the healing process. Mm. And um, uh, one of the things that's really big for us is to be outside in nature. And so we um, dove into trying to go camping. And you, you said earlier that you have a, a camper and so do we. Mm -hmm. And so... Two years ago, we decided to start camping once a month for a week. And we've done that consistently for two years. And that, I believe, has helped me with the continued healing and strengthening of my, my immune system and my mental capacities. We are talking with Aline Bild, and she has uh, contributed to the Mayhem to Miracles book that it's available through Sacred Stories Publishing, sacredstoriespublishing.com. Uh, we have a website for you to go to, folks, uh, uh, of Eileen, so that you can continue to um, investigate the work that she is doing. And Eileen, tell me a little bit about this particular website uh, that encourages people to uh to to basically uh, move forward uh, your you, your life's work in a manner of speaking if i'm not mistaken is all about 
helping people to transform their lives, is it not? Absolutely, yes. And to give people a platform to share their voice, their passion, their dreams, to to find that um, empowerment of, of the self, whether it's through singing, whether it's through, um, uh, you know, a, a personal development, whether it's through a business that they want to grow. And um, during COVID, we actually got into Roku channel development and we created Roku channels. And then we have Roku channel clients that we develop their channels and, um, and manage it. So uh, what was birthed out of that is Hotel Universal, Universal Voice. And it's all about, we all together in, in our individual life journeys. And so um, the more that we can collaborate, the more that we can see each other as, as um, partners in life, and not just in relationship partnerships, but business partnerships, friendship partnerships, then the, the stronger that unit of one, that universal voice uh, becomes. And it has been uh, really amazing. And I'm going to say magical in how it has really um, brought people together from all over the world. And it just keeps continuing to grow. Well, first of all, when you go to the homepage, folks, uh, it is hoteluniverse.com. That's for Ordinary to Extraordinary Life Universe. Uh, Hotel Universe, it is a universal voice. You scroll down and uh, you see just how beautiful she is and how tall he is. Trevor is your husband. <laughs> That's a tall fellow there, let me tell you. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy, too, and you, boy, if, if this has taken... Uh, where you live, out on a, a deck where you live. Man, what a great place to be. Actually, it was taken in Oregon. I will take it anyway, because you live on yeah. the planet, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're talking to Eileen Bild, and I'm Richard Dugan, your host for Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are talking about the book, Mayhem to Miracles, and we're talking with Eileen Bild, and uh, she is sharing with us her story uh, as she has uh, shared it in the latest edition of the uh, SacredStoriesPublishing.com's uh, series, uh, third book in a series on helping people to transform their lives. And uh, that's what we're all about here on the program. And uh, with your, with your uh, production company, again, HotelUniverse.com, um, what is, what's the philo the main philosophy, whether it's Roku channel development, whether it's production, the production company, whether it's the various elements of your Roku channels going from Hotel Universe, Hotel Music Video, Hotel Metal Jam, Hotel Talk, Knob TV, and Rebel TV. What's, is there a central philosophy that you, shall we say, create by absolutely i think um we all have a voice in which we want to express and whatever our passion is whether it's music whether it's um the uh the ability to share and transform people whether it's uh art there's there's always going to be a platform that we can uh, expressed through. So the hotel universe, all these channels give people a platform. Um, the knob TV stands for knowledge, notice, observe, become, it's a variety channel. So it's, it's a different, uh, categories of different things. There's camping, there's vlogs, there's music, there's, um, videos, um, people who are, uh, producers and they have documentaries or movies, uh, it's just a, a great place to explore. And we give the indie musician a presence on TV. And we also have um, a radio show now that is presented on NBR and online, which is one of our media partners. So uh, we have a lot of various tools, I guess you could say, for people to be uh, exposed to a greater audience 
through the platform that we have. We're talking with Eileen Bild and uh, the uh, hoteluniverse.com website. That, of course, uh, is an acronym for Ordinary to Extraordinary Life Universe. Hotel Universe, a universal voice. We're also talking about Mayhem and Miracles here on Tell Me Your Story. And you know we're bringing you, um, <clears throat> we're bringing you new paradigms for a new world. And uh, that's part of, I think, what you are trying to do as well through your uh, hoteluniverse.com and all of the various outlets therein. Um, how do you know? What is the gauge? What is the, oh, what are the analytics, I guess you could say, too, uh, that tell you that what you're doing is making a difference? People tell us. They thank us. They share us with others. They bring us other people to get involved. They um, they uh, encourage us to collaborate with them. So when someone has a project, they'll ask us to be involved with that. Um, if you look at the testimonials, it'll it speaks for itself. If you look at the uh, universal voice category, where we uh, offer people the opportunity to submit what does a universal voice mean to them. Uh, it gives people the opportunity to share that inner feeling of um, if they look at themselves in the universe, what does it mean to have a universal voice? And I think today it's even more important that we come together versus um, see ourselves as separate. And, and, pe and people want that. Yeah. And so the the companion question to that, that first question being, how do you know that you're making a difference? What kind of a difference do you think you are making? What kind of a difference do you know that you are making? What changes have you seen? Great question. Um, the, the key, I think, that I see in everybody's response to what we're doing is inspiring and it inspires them and gives them a spark to step fully into whatever their passion is to become a better version of themselves i've seen people um, grow their business i've seen people um, dive deeper into whatever their passion is um, and you know i've been told over and over again you know you've inspired me and whatever it is that they felt that they might have been lacking in or that they wanted to um, maybe go further into, but they didn't know how or they didn't feel that they could. And so uh, by being involved with what we've created, which is a, uni uni it's a um, global universal uh, family community. Mm -hmm. And when people see other people as part of that, they want to be a part of that too. Mm. Because I've also been told, you know, just going on the website, they can feel the positivity. That's the other thing. People feel more positive about life because now they're being um, engaged with their passion from the heart, you know, not just because it makes money or whatever it might have been before, but now they're truly doing what they love. And one of our Roku clients, or two of our Roku clients, well, actually, I say all of them, all of our Roku clients um, started with just kind of doing their everyday life in business. But since getting involved with us, they now um, find reasons to grow and expand themselves and their business. Mm. Well, I think that uh, anytime we can uh, see uh, the results of our actions, uh, it's, it's gratifying. Uh, I, I have to say that the majority of, of how I know uh, that change is, is coming or change has come or uh, we're having an impact is more through my guests and, and what they are doing and how they spread the word about the interview and the conversation that we have. <clears throat> I don't have <clears throat> anything super concrete, you know, to point to uh, other than the analytics on, on SoundCloud 
that say that as of this broadcast, and we've only been posting since uh, January 1 of 2018, we have over uh, 650, we're getting close to 700 interviews up on the website, 48,500 listens. Now, that is from all of the various uh, sources on the web that have the RSS feed, that wonderful little code that you embed uh, so that uh, your, your podcast is now part of SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, etc., etc. And that's the best gauge that I know of. Plus... I know that when we were at 34, we were at 34,000 in June of this year, 2021. Okay, 34,000. And we're now at 48. Okay, that is a 14,000 listen increase in just, uh, what is that, two, three, four, four and a half months. And I look back at some of the analytics for for the respective years, and I'm going, it wasn't even that much for some of these years. And it was when I expanded to 10 other, including iHeart and Amazon Music, and it just exploded. So it's, it's hard sometimes uh, for us to see the, shall we say, the fruits of our labor, you know, mm-hmm. and that there's a change, there's a difference. It's like being a parent, and you have a child, and... Um, that, you know, you don't know how this child's going to turn out. You hope they turn out well. And then, of course, as you get older, they get older. I look at my parents. Married 65 years this year. My father's 90. My mother, 87. And uh, my sister, eldest sister, is, I think, 65. Second oldest, 63. I'm 61. My brother is in his late... He just turned 59. And I have two younger sisters. And they're in their 50s as well. And we have all accomplished what, you know, we like to think of as pretty phenomenal things. And so my parents can look now and see the fruits of their labor. They can see, yeah, we've made a difference in the world. Look at the kids that we've brought into this world and what they are doing and what they are accomplishing. Do you feel that way, Uh, especially with HotelUniverse.com, but just in general with the work that you have been doing in spite of, or maybe because of, the spider bite. Absolutely. You know, it's it's almost humbling because um, I could have ended up in bed and not gotten out. But because I'm a fighter and uh, I pushed through the beginning stages, I pushed through COVID shutting everything down. And we have a world-renowned company that is continuing to grow and expand. And between all the uh, media partners we have, which have um, two of them are magazines and we have columns on those magazines where we share uh, content information for all the people involved in this community. Um, A combination, it'll be probably around six, seven million in a year of um, viewership between all the social media that are um, just the media partners. So for us, it's about the relationship, not so much the numbers, but the relationship. Mm -hmm. And in that relationship, you reach more people by collaborating with those other organizations and businesses that reach more people. So it's like that ripple effect versus that singular singularity of the metrics and the numbers. And I'm more of an advocate of quantity, uh, quality, excuse me, quality versus quantity. Now, mm-hmm. quantity is great. However, um, just in our experience, since we started the business in 2014, uh, the quality is what really um, sustains the business at the level and in, in the, in the quality that we have it. And people know us for who we are and for the integrity that we represent. And so um, uh, others tell, people tell others about us and then it just expands from there and the numbers grow. And uh, 
those who who participate and those who come into the circle, whether they're viewers or they're part of the, the uh, intimate community, um, they want to be here and they want to be part of it. And so they stick around. It's not like they just hit like and that's it. You know, they participate and it, it's, it's um, fulfilling for them and meaningful. Mm-hmm. And it's also fulfilling and meaningful for you. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we continue talking with Eileen Bild uh, with Hotel Universe dot com hoteluniverse.com it is a universal voice and you can find that on the internet as i just gave you the the uh, url if you will the address hotel o t e l for uh for uh, uh, a very i think is a very cool acronym ordinary to extraordinary life universe.com and you stay right where you are folks you're listening to tell me your story i'm richard dugan your host and i thank you for Staying with us on the program, this is a program that is designed with you in mind. We hope that you are enjoying the guests that we bring your way. And if you do and you like the work that we're doing, you'd like to become a part of it, share in that energy, well, uh, we could use your energy in the way of financial support. Send us uh, whatever you can through PayPal. We use PayPal for your security as well as ours. When you go to PayPal to send, it's going to ask you for the email address. Well... Put in Richard at RichardDugan.com, and we'll take any amount. I am thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have helped and to those who will help as we continue to move forward here uh, on Tell Me Your Story. We also hope that you will participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s, as we encourage people to go within, to spend that time in meditation and in that quiet, peaceful place, listening to that still, small voice. And Eileen, I want to ask you about that. Uh, (laughs) How... uh, uh, what is, what is your inner life like? Do you do you listen to and follow the promptings of that still small voice, or are you constantly going, "Oh, come on, no, I I don't want to do th- not that, not not, not <laughs> no, I I can't do that." And I have found that uh, I've questioned that, and then I go ahead and I do that, and I realize that you know if I hadn't done that, things would be a whole lot worse. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, Meditation has been a, a huge part of my uh, inner, inner, inner growth and inner person. Um, and I have learned to quiet the mind and listen. And because I've done that is why I am where I am today. Uh, I didn't listen in the past and it got me into trouble. So I've learned to trust my intuition, trust my instincts and trust that little voice which at times I do question, I do ask, okay, is this really, you know, the direction that I I need to take myself in? And I'm finding more and more um, to be in that quiet space and just allow and, and kind of follow those golden nuggets, those miracles, those nudges that are brought to me pretty much on a daily basis. And the longer that I can sit and be in the moment, the better that things unfold. Hmm. That's interesting because um, I know that there were a lot of folks who have never had this experience. And I remember back in the early 80s, I was going through uh, one of these uh, personal growth programs called uh, Lifespring. <clears throat> and they gave us this real long piece of white construction paper. It was a big, long rectangle and a Sharpie. He said, we want you to write down uh, a statement. So in, uh, in cursive, of all things, I wrote, I will listen to, and then in big block letters, and follow the promptings of, and I refer to it as, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I will listen to and follow the promptings of my friend. And at first, it wasn't easy. I had one experience that I've shared many times on this program, bicycling back in Phoenix. The farm fields were one-mile square farm fields. As I crossed this one intersection heading for the radio station, we uh, referred to it as out in the South 40, because it kind of was way back then. Uh, It was just on the north side of the Southern Pacific Railroad tracks. 
and the terrain we'd go by every so often. Fortunately, not that often to where it interrupted our live shows. But I'm traveling along, and I get half a mile down this one road, and I'm getting this prompting saying, uh, you need to make a left back there. We told, you know, it's like we were telling you to make a left coming up to this intersection, make a left. And I'm going, why would I do that? That's silly because it ta- it'll take me out of my way. It'll take me, th- you know, extra time to get to work. I get half mile down that road and I couldn't take it anymore. I turned around and I went back to the intersection. I went, in this case now, it's a right turn. And uh, then I made the left turn uh, and then the left turn and then the right turn back on the road I was on originally. And darned if I know why. Other than the only thing I could think of was the still small voice was saying in the subtext, uh, do you really trust me? I mean, are you really going to follow my leadings and so forth? Now, I want to ask you this question, and this is maybe out of your purview and certainly feel free not to answer it. But the thought has come to me, uh, especially in a conversation I had not too long ago, where we were talking about all of the different masks that we put on throughout our days. You know, I know that you probably have programs and you've probably talked about this on your program about uh, being authentic, you know, all the time. And yet we still put those masks on. I mean, I I would have to admit I got a mask on now, you know, Um, as an interviewer, as a host of a program. But I'm also a curious individual. And I'm wondering the difference between those masks or how we can, I don't know if the word is circumvent the mask, in terms of utilizing the still small voice to say, hey, you know what, I know I've got a mask on, how do I, how do I get around that? How do I get through it? Uh, you know, how do I take it off so that I can really be my authentic self all the time? Is that is that something that's realistic or do we need the masks? Are they important? That's a great question. And if, if you still have my website up on that homepage, I do. there's a quote. So look on look on that homepage and there's a quote that I that I like to say. And if you want to read it, feel free to read it. Uh, I take it it would be down below your picture. It's, there's a blue. Yeah, there's a. Um, oh, here it is. I see it. Yes, it's right here. And it says and this is from uh, from you. This is your quote. My quote. Fear is only a mask in front of something greater to step into. So you're saying that the masks that we wear, that we put on, are nothing more than masks, shall we say, of fear. Fear of being who we are. Mm. And the fear is also part of... um, not feeling worthy, not feeling strong and not feeling stupid. And that all comes from the past of what someone might have said of who you should be or why they don't feel that you can be who you are. Mm. And um, I actually have a master's in transpersonal psychology. So this subject is very dear to my heart in um identifying, you know, the self in that authenticity. And if a person is able to be authentic, no matter where they are in life, whether in this case, we're talking on a talk show, whether we're out, and we're in a business meeting, you know, no matter where we are, if we can be authentically ourselves, we we don't have any you know, any, anything that's, that's causing us to feel anything different than who we are. So basically, you're in your truth. And you, you have the ability to speak and have a voice in what um, you want to say to express your feelings, to have boundaries with people, to, um, to be able to say no, and be able to say yes, without guilt and without shame, without resentment. So when someone can be in, and I believe um, it is possible because I believe I am authentically myself everywhere and everything and in everything I do. And I have had people say, you know, you are authentic. And part of that is because I have spent my whole adult life um, grooming myself and uh, 
undoing the uh, influence that prevented me from being authentic. And my first story, I healed from fibromyalgia. This story, I'm healing from a spider bite. And through both of those healings, I've had to discover what makes me strong. Where's my strength and my authenticity? And I had to discover a voice. I had to discover my, discover my self-empowerment. And when someone can stand completely 100% in their authenticity, there is no question in that voice we hear or that nudge we get because we know we are in total alignment. I'm sorry. Go ahead and continue. Okay. <laughs> I, bought, I beg your pardon. Okay. Uh, well, I, I'm just sharing that in my own experience, um, it is possible. It is possible to be totally authentic. And I think in order to be in that space, it's to understand, well, who is that authentic person? And one of the things that I've discovered as part of my coaching practice is uh, people do not develop that autonomy stage when we're in that younger year, uh, those younger years. And so we spend our adult life trying to be that person, to be heard, to feel valued, to be understood. And when we um, uh, let go of who we have become, that's not our authentic self, then we can, as an adult, step fully into having that voice and help people understand who this authentic person is. And when we feel hard, valued, understood, then there's no reason to be anybody other than that person, yeah. if that makes sense. It does. I have to say that that um, I love uh, play acting. Uh, I, I love doing voices and things like that and just ha being silly and and uh, t uh, trying to, to be funny and make uh, cute little comments, uh, whether it's on this program or others that I'm a part of. Or I'm talking with friends and family or this or that or the other thing. Uh, and that's just part of my personality, yes. And then I wonder sometimes if that isn't part of, again, another one of those masks. Um, but there is a certain element, I'm going to say, a certain element of, um, I don't know, maybe it's it's sadness from the standpoint that, oh, man, I, I've been hiding not only from others but even from myself. I need to, I need to change that. Any suggestions on how... How one can start to do that, can make that shift through the masks of fear to that something uh, extraordinary? Good question. Um, there's a lot of things that, that can be done, but the, the first step of being able to step beyond those masks and that sadness is to um, release that sadness and to honor and respect who you had been because you didn't know any different. You didn't know um, how to be anything other than who you are and who you have become. If you want to be different and you want to change and you feel you're not being authentic, it's to start with baby steps to determine, well, what is most important for me to have a voice in that authenticity? And then to work in practicing, just like you you said, you know, you like to act. And, and so bring that into reality as your authentic self. And if you're trying to, to express yourself in a way that doesn't feel authentic, then you're still not stepping into that authenticity. And, you know, you'll know this is me. This is who I am. And you don't have to make any excuses for it. It's just to be that person. Now, there might be people around you that'll that'll question that or try to attack it because you're not being the person they want you to be because who they want you to be is going to satisfy them because who you really are might be threatening or mm. um, they, they may see themselves in it and they don't know how to be that. So then they don't want you to be your authentic self. So I guess my, my best words of advice or words of wisdom today would be to start small, start with one thing 
and practice being authentically that part of yourself. Mm. And when it's received in a way that you can see that whether they like it or not, you still are strong and empowered in being that person or that part of that person. Mm. We're talking with Eileen Bild. She is the author of a story that is uh, in the Mayhem to Miracles compendium. I like to use that word. It's a fun word to use. A collection of uh, stories written by 30 different authors, and she is one of those 30, uh, called Mayhem to Miracles, available through not only Amazon and the other fine outlets, but also through sacredstoriespublishing.com. She Eileen has a website along with her husband, Trevor, and it is O-T-E-L, O-T-E-L, O-T-E-L-Universe.com. We will be linked to that website with this interview, and uh, we also encourage you to get a copy of Mayhem to Miracles as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and Eileen Bild is my guest. Eileen, this is uh, uh, um, fascinating to me. Um, especially when I think about what I have thought about for a number of years. I've never really pursued it in terms of like owning my own radio station. But I know that if I did, if I did, it would be a radio station of news talk and information. But it would not, I would absolutely abhor and sell it immediately if it became an echo chamber. I would want information from as many different perspectives as I could get. It is not, uh, and, it, and, and this is something that I say throughout my programs when I share my perspectives, my philosophy, my beliefs. They're mine. I am not putting them on anyone. They are exclusively mine. If you like them, great. But I'm not saying I'm right. I'm right for me, okay? I'm not right for Eileen, but I'm right for, and I'm not right for Trevor, but I am right for me. Um, but basically, uh, it would be that um, it is not my job to steer you in a particular direction. That is not what broadcast, that's why they call it broadcasting. Has nothing to do with dames or women. Okay, guys. Broad as far as to expansive casting. And that's been my philosophy throughout my life. And unfortunately, back in the early 80s, uh, Ronald Reagan deregulated the Federal Communications Commission and did away with what's called the Fairness Doctrine, which basically, uh, some people would say, uh, unfairly imposed uh, regulations uh, that forced broadcasters to deal with an issue from as many perspectives as possible. What he did was, and I'm not saying that it's his fault per se, but he kind of opened Pandora's box. Uh, It started the creation of echo chambers. And how does that help us as a people grow? How does that help? Um, You know, I mean, everybody is, I, I, by the way, I love, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, Eileen. Uh, Did you ever hear the quote from Abraham Lincoln? He said, he said, never, do not believe anything you see on the Internet. Okay? Now, folks, if you have to think about that, uh, then, then you're, you're too cerebral right now. Lincoln was in the 1800s, and the net didn't come around until the late 19, uh, 1900s. Okay? Anyway, uh, the Internet... They used to say that in the early, uh, the mid late '90s that you you don't believe everything you read on the internet, and that's true. Even more so today because there are even more websites. But it's where you get your information, and I think that what you have to offer with HotelUniverse.com and others, the the people that we've talked with on this program, especially in this series of uh, Mayhem to Miracles, is just that. Now, some would say, "Well, yeah, no, you're all coming from the same perspective." No, we're not. And Eileen, you, would you would you support that statement that we are not? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it goes back to the fact that we're all in this life journey together. We all are born, we have experiences, and then we die. And what I think people are challenged with today 
is they're not in their authentic mindset and self. And so they're easily influenced by the external, especially in the social media and the broadcasting industry. And so because of the um, individualized experiences, people um, don't have that strength and that foundation of their true self and being able to discern the information that they're taking in to decide, is this good for me or is it not good for me? And, um, you know, whatever your beliefs are, whatever my beliefs are and the other people in this book, um, they're individualized. But I do believe we all have a higher uh, desire to do good and to to be um, a positive influence in the world. And so in my world, um, I always suggest to people to look at how it feels, whether it's something you're eating, something you're saying, something you're thinking. If it feels good, great, keep going. If it doesn't feel good, then take a step back, observe. Why does it not feel good? Is it because of something going on inside you? Is it something going on outside of you? And then you have to decide and discern, do I want to get involved? Do I want to continue? Do I want to be a part of this? And what I have learned in my own experiences is that we are all uniquely different. And coming together with that uniqueness, we build an amazing, beautiful community of oneness. And when someone tries to interfere with that and try to create division or um, tries to impose their thinking on somebody else, it's not going to sustain itself with those who have um, a more positive intention. I will own uh, periods of time in my life long ago uh, where uh, I might have uh, quietly to myself, even quietly to myself, name called. Okay. Even to say, you idiot, you moron, you, and of course, those always come out when we're driving. Yes, indeedy. Uh, I'll own that because that doesn't help. That energy does not help. Uh, and that's one of the things that I hear myself saying to the radio every so often when I hear that or the TV uh, if I happen to be flipping through one of those echo chambers, how is that helping? How is that helping our situation? I seriously, I want to. It doesn't help. No, talk to us uh, in that regard. In that regard, about a philosophy that I have uh, espoused and promote highly. Words have power. Definitely. So you want me to share my insights on that? Yes. So that's actually the foundation of my core thinking blueprint method. And I'm all about core thinking. Everything is energy. Everything has a um, power to it that impacts others, including ourselves, in some way, shape, or form. Um, Even if we think something, you're putting that towards whatever it's going to, whether it's a person and experience. And one of the things that that I'll um, share with everybody to to take note of, when you enter an intersection, when you're driving, Mm -hmm. that is a um, energy like portal, I'd like to say, because think about when people are going through intersections, it's collecting the thoughts and the energy of everybody going through. So at an intersection, um, it collects things. So if you think about it, majority of accidents happen where? In the intersection. In the intersection. So I had an example years ago. I had an experience years ago where I was at an intersection, took a left and went kind of up a little hill. And apparently there was a big SUV that was going down the hill. And I had one of those surreal moments where I heard this screech. I looked in my rear view mirror and in slow motion, I saw it flip three times. And it was very slow motion. And that's the point where I realized 
Intersections are a point of reference for energy to collect and cause chaos. Now, take that on a broader scale. Where does energy collect when it comes to broadcasting, social media? Um, well, that's a very good question. I do not. I, 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 it's probably real obvious, but <laughs> I don't think I know. What's the answer? Well, okay. So my answer to that is when someone posts something, let's, let's just take social media. Mm -hmm. When someone posts an article or a video, you get comments under that and then comments under those and then comments under those. So you have this trail of energy, of emotions, of people's reactions and responses to whatever has been posted. And mm. so by the end of this trail of comments, you're either going to be angry or um, uh, resentful or sad. Very rarely um, in the general public social media, especially in the news area, can you, will you be able to leave a, a post um, feeling happy? So then what happens? So then you take that to your next activity and your next experience. So now you've got this energy that, that's either on the surface or percolating. And when you have an interaction with someone, you're going to be bringing that to that experience. So where you may not normally um, attack or respond in a negative way, um, because you've been engaged over and over and over again in all these negative experiences, now it's become a part of you and it's not your authentic self. So practicing the ability to observe and not emotionally get caught up in all the social media when you're listening to a broadcast, when you're watching a video, to see it as um, it's a movie. You know, when you go into a movie, you don't attach to the movie. When you leave a movie, you know you're leaving that movie behind. You may talk about what you saw and how you felt, but then you go about your life. Mm -hmm. Social media has integrated itself into our being. And so um, it's, it's really created a uh, dichotomy of trying to be an authentic self, but influenced by external sources that encroaches on being your authentic self, which then doesn't allow you to have that voice, those boundaries, and those, those expressions. And so we're caught in this, like, you know, we're caught in this whirlwind of how can I be in this and not be impacted, infected by it. And it's all mm. related to energy and our thoughts. Wow. Hadn't really put it in that context. I do know that, uh, and I know you're on LinkedIn as well as I, uh, which I think actually is how we met. But, um, I used to scroll through the stories on the homepage and I'd come across some that I just didn't think should be posted on LinkedIn. Just didn't seem like they were appropriate. So I would report them first. At first, I would report them and um, one out of five would get pulled or reprimanded or something. And the others, no, I'm sorry, but this doesn't violate our policy. And then I saw some posts from people who said, please stop posting things that have nothing to do with the purposes for which LinkedIn was created. This is not a political forum. This is not a forum for issues and so on and so on and so on. Uh, this is to support people in their entrepreneurial ventures, even to the extent of what we're talking about here in terms of helping people to transform their lives. That, to me, is appropriate for LinkedIn because isn't that what you're trying to do through your entrepreneurial efforts is to change your life and the lives of people around you by what it is that you are providing, product or service, you know? And... Uh, then I got to the point where I said, you know what, why am I even wasting my time and my energy? I'm not going to drop off of LinkedIn. No, uh, I will just unfollow this person and it's done. And then this kind of stuff won't come up from this person again. And so what if my number of contacts goes down by two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, a hundred? So what? It's not about how many? It's like what you said earlier. It's not about the numbers. It's about the community, right? Yes. 
Exactly. Absolutely. And when you practice um, stepping away from whatever causes um, sadness or anger or frustration, and you align yourself with what feels good, it does change your world. And it makes it more fulfilling and happier and more joyful, which actually can expand your um, your new world better and faster because because negative energy pulls you down yeah and it really destroys you know the whole sense of self and um, connection you know this conversation that we've been having here uh, I've really really enjoyed and I thank you so much for giving us so much time as we are talking with Eileen Bild here on tell me your story I'm Richard Dugan your host and Uh, I thank you so much for being with us here on Tell Me Your Story, where we are giving you uh, new paradigms for a new world. And we're here talking with Eileen Bild. And Eileen, of course, has been on the program before. And uh, one of the things you know we do this, Eileen, we ask our guests three questions at the end of the program. Uh, You may have touched upon them a little during the program, but I like to ask them directly. I'm doing that in a monotone kind of way because it's like I say this every freaking weekend. It's like, oh, my (laughs) God, is he going to do that again? And I really I do try to find new ways of saying the stuff that I say. You know, I really do by by telling people about when they can hear the program, you know, and and uh, they can hear the program uh, on this fine station uh, on Sundays in the morning and the evening at seven. All right. You figure the a.m. and p.m. seven. All right. Uh, Sunday, uh, Monday, early morning, 1 a.m., early morning. And then uh, a little later in the morning on a Wednesday, 9 a.m., that's uh, when you're having your coffee, sitting down, and enjoying that special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We uh, are podcasting, as does uh, as does Eileen, I'm sure, uh, all over the place. SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Trying to change the words. Uh, we're also on YouTube, uh, and you can go to YouTube, Tell Me Your Story, Richard Dugan. And you can watch these interviews. And I encourage you to go to her website, Eileen's website, Eileen and Trevor's website, which is Otel, O-T-E-L, Universe, OtelUniverse.com. And uh, find out what she's all about. Maybe get involved in some fashion. I think that uh, she and I are going to have to have a conversation about all of this because it sounds like something I should uh, uh, get my, uh, dip my, dip my pinky into to see what it's all about. We, Sounds uh, good to me. <laughs> we, yeah, hey, I'm 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 uh, I'm almost all in as soon as I found out a little bit more, but I like what you have. I love what you have to offer to both the uh both the participants, uh you know, the programmers, the hosts and so forth as well as to the viewers. And also we encourage you to take time to uh participate in the decade of perfect vision, go within, spend time listening to that still small voice, please. Don't just listen, follow. It's okay. I mean, if if you have trepidation, go back and say, "Hey, I'm I'm real scared about this advice. Give me some more, you know. <laughs> Ease my mind." And your still small voice will do just that. And just sit in that quiet space. Go. I love the phrase. Go to your happy place uh, and enjoy yourself. Uh, and then if you'd like to support what we're doing financially, we would greatly appreciate that uh, through PayPal. When you go to send, put in my email address, richard at richarddugan.com. It'll come straight to us, and it will be used to support this program. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that, if you have, and when you do. And with that, Eileen, we, uh, of course, have asked you this question at least, I don't know, twice, three times maybe. So here comes uh, the next time. Who is Eileen Bild? She is an entrepreneur who um, leads by example and inspires others to step fully into their authentic self. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? To make a difference in the world. And finally, what is your life's purpose? To be a guiding light to show the people to show to be a guiding light to show people the way. 
Well, you've shown us the way through an hour program, and we thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to have the chance to talk with you again. And I know that we will be talking again, not only in, uh, con- in this context of Tell Me Your Story down the road, but also uh, in the context of other interviews that you and I will be a part of, I'm sure, as we are interviewing uh, the other contributors to, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> of the four people who uh, are interviewing the authors of uh, Mayhem to Miracles, I'm the only one who has not contributed a story. You and the two other gals have, uh, if I'm correct on that. Uh, So I guess I better get on the stick and write something, huh? (laughs) It sounds like that's probably should be in your plans. I will will put that on my to-do list. Not my bucket list, my to-do list. To-do list, yeah. Eileen, thank you again for joining us. And thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New new World as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to love. <laughs>